I just kept buying courses. And uh, I put in a lot of work, man. I used to wake up at four in the morning and uh, study these courses and charts till eight till I started work. And then after work, I would take like an hour off and I would study till like 10. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You're listening to the Forex Beginner Podcast with Calvin the New Trader. On this podcast, you'll get daily motivation, encouragement, and Forex trading tips as Calvin the New Trader shares his journey with you. What's going on, traders? Welcome back to the podcast. And today, I have done something insane. And listen, if you are a new trader or you know absolutely nothing about Forex at all, I got a blessing for you. Listen, I'm going to give you the entire first section of my Forex course absolutely free. This is going to be over 10 videos teaching you exactly what Forex is, how the money moves, how you make the money, and all the specifics in between, all right? I'm excited to give you this because I want you to have a clear understanding of what this skill set is and what it can do for you and your family. So all you got to do is head over to calvinthenewtrader.com and you're going to click where it says join the course. You do not have to enter email address. You do not have to enter your credit card information. You do not have to spend a dime. All right. Soon as you click join course now, you're going to see all the videos in the first section. You can watch them instantly on that page and you can soak up this free knowledge. All right. I want you to understand this stuff and I am just so excited that I'm in a position to to give this information to you. All right. So listen, let's start the podcast episode and make sure you head over to Calvin, the and get that education about the basics for absolutely free. Let's get into it. This is the Forex beginner podcast. And now back to your host, Calvin, the new trader. And I noticed something here. There is a pattern in your life, bro. And I don't know if you know it, but I'm going to bring it to your attention right now. There is something about you, bro, that you just don't give up and you just don't quit. You lost the job. You lost everything, but you still bounce back. You got the payday loans. You did what you had to do, and you still bounce back. There is a consistent trait here of you facing a loss but still pushing forward. Where did you get that from? Where did you get that grit from? Where did you get that, that ambition to know, hey, I may be facing a temporary setback right now, but this does not define me. I can still and I will still make it. Where in the world did you get that from, Usman? Don't save all the goods for yourself, bro. Let us know. Where did you get that from, bro? Uh, I, don't, I think it was the, I think I was so scared of that old life that there was just no going back, man. I, um, I mean, I can't, I'm not going to talk about everything, but there was a really rough time during those times of, uh, you know, uh, like working every single day, nine to nine, nine to eight, Monday to Saturday. Like that was depressing, bro. There was no life. I was literally depressed. That was, I would rather die than live. 
I mean, I'm not knocking it, but I mean, for me, it just wasn't suiting. It wasn't suiting me. Like I can't. Some people can do it. Some people do it. Some people love it. Right. I'm not knocking anybody who works a job. If you love your job, you know, all the power to you. I didn't like it. I hated it. I would rather have not be living that like, like you know what I mean? Living, making three, four thousand dollars a month, clocking in at nine. I think it was more about like, I can't go back to this. And then I saw the potential of trading, right? Like when you make $30,000 in one month, it blew my mind. Like I made, I remember that July one day, the, in one day I made, and I've shared this in my Discord, uh, uh, I made $14,400. Like that day, was, it was over. I already quit my job that day. I already knew in May, June, I was going to quit my job, but I was just trying to save money. I was trying to have enough money to quit my job. So, you know, I wouldn't have so much pressure on me. So if I did lose all these accounts, at least I had money to pay my bills, right? So at that, at when I made 30,000, 14,000 in one day, and then I blew, blew that 700K, I mean, yes, that one week was really depressing. I was filled with anxiety. You know, I was like, I was like, what if I have to get a job again? And then I was like, yo, if I did it once, I can do this again. Like, let's just, let's give this another go. Let's give it another shot. Um, I know I'm good. I know I've done this before. I can do it again. Um, you know, clearly, you know, I refused that FTMO interview and uh, I got an email twice where they were like, you have to do this interview. We've been watching your performance. We've seen you get, get these payouts. You're a good trader. Do the interview. And I was like, all right, I'll do the interview. Uh, and then the the September following September, the next two weeks, I took, to, I took the next two weeks off and I came back in September and I passed every single challenge I did, 100K, 100K, 100K. And at that point, I knew like this is the, I mean, it's not like it gets easier. Trading is still hard. I'm having a really, I'm actually having a really tough time ever since I moved countries, adjusting to times and all. It's not like it just becomes, you know, people think it's just gonna like, once you break into profitability, it's some magic pill or something, right? It's still hard. It's just, I knew at that time, like I had, I was gonna be able to do it. You know what I mean? I knew I was gonna be able to do it. And I knew that there was no, way that I was going back to that life, man. I just, that, that time freedom was just, it was, uh, it was really good. So yeah. Wow. Wow. So share with us how you approach new challenges, because of course I know you're always doing new challenges. You're always checking out new prop firms like I am as well. How do you approach new challenge accounts? You just brought a new challenge account, a new hundred K account, a new 200 K account. How do you approach it? What's your approach to managing the trades? How do you handle it? If you don't mind sharing with us. All right, so um, what I teach and what I used to do last year is different than what I do now, all right? Uh, well, my approach last year was, and, when I, and what I teach in my program, which I think everyone should follow, or at least you should follow, is when you're doing phase one, okay, so phase one is different than phase two, phase two is different than the live account. Every one of them has to be traded differently. A lot of people don't really understand the aspects of this, and this is where they kind of trip up. Um, so phase one is basically a gamble because you're expected to make 100% return on the money, right? You only have 10% to lose, so you're expected to make basically 100%. If you have a 100K account, you can only lose 10,000 and you're supposed to make 10,000. So that's already crazy at it, at it, at like as it is, right? So the number one rule and the number one thing that I teach is like, take the challenge you can afford to lose five times in a row. And why that is, is because you, have, you still have an emotional attachment to money, right? If you can't, if all you have is $500 like I did, which was stupid, but if that's all you have, when you take that challenge, it's going to be so much pressure on you. Like, how are you going to pass that challenge? You've, you've basically already lost at that point. If you're, that's number one. All right. 
So you gotta take a challenge small. If you can afford $100, take like, you know, if you can, like, if you have $500, take the challenge, take the $100 challenge, $150 challenge. That will reduce your pressure, number one. You're gonna be a little bit more calm taking these trades. You're not gonna be freaking out. Majority of the people can't even, majority of people can't really even trade well. They don't even know enough and they're just throwing money at these challenges. That's mistake number one, right? So you're basically at this point in a gambling stage, or you should only be doing a challenge once you've be gone through your whole struggle, your trading struggle, you've like went through the whole depression phase, you've gotten profitable, you've done some withdrawals, you know you, you know your A plus setups, you know what a good setup is, you know what a good scale in is, you've done 10% returns before, like you should be at a comfortable stage with your trading, uh, and then you go for the challenge, right? Do free retakes, do the, what I suggest is like do the 5K challenge. It's like, it's cheap, keep doing it, you'll learn from it, things like that, right? So my approach is for phase one, minimum risk per trade should be 1%. Uh, and then for the scaling, I typically go with a half percent. And I don't wanna lose more than 3% in a week. So I'll risk up to 1.5% in a day. If I lose that 1.5%, I'm done. It doesn't matter how good the setup is. Because what's going on with the challenges, you're basically fighting this war inside your head. Because every time you go into drawdown, you start freaking out like, oh, shit. you know what I mean? And this is where people start losing it. And I realized this early on. And, and so this is this is kind of what I started doing. This is like, and I started teaching this to some of my students as well. We have over 100 students, by the way, um, in the trading LP community. So, I mean, this is what we do, man. Um, Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Risk 1.5%, 1% initial risk, 0.5% for the scale-in. If you lose that 1.5%, you're done for the day. If you lose 3% for the week, you're done for the week. You gotta let your brain reset. If you have lost 3%, you're already down 3%. You're gonna go into the gambling mode and just blow it. And this is where people blow accounts, right? So if I, and I've, I've had this before. I've lost 3% in a week. I came back the next week, I lost 3% again. And then I came the following week and I uh, made all, I made like 15% or something. I've been down to 92K and made it back to 110. And this was in April actually. The my uh, After I got my first payout, I bought two challenges together, uh, two FTMO accounts, and they both went to 92K and I passed both of them. I made it to 110K. So, and it was just me doing, just following this strategy. I came back every week and then finally I did that. So, so phase one is, um, it's a gamble. You need to really know when to hammer some of the, uh, the good setups. So you need to know what your, in your strategy, what an ideal, really good setup looks like. You gotta wait all week for a really good setup and you just gotta hammer the out of it. If it's a winner, you got to scale in as much as you can. You're basically gambling at this point. You need to just hammer your winners. And uh, if it's a if, if it's a losing trade, you know, slow down, slow your pace. But if you see that you're doing good and your setups are there, I mean, man, if you have to risk one and a half percent or, or, you know, you got to get like you need to get aggressive and you may fail the challenge. And that's OK. That's like part of the game. You're going to fail these challenges. I still fail challenges. You know what I mean? Um, I have companies that reach out to me that want me to do reviews, um, and I, I don't do a review for any company unless I pass the challenge. 
That's one thing about me on my YouTube. If you go to my YouTube, I'm the only person that's doing reviews after passing challenges, not just doing random reviews. So, but every now and then I'll I'll fail a challenge, right? So, phase two. If you make it to phase two, this is where you have to get extra careful. This is where everybody stumbles. A lot of people, a lot of people that you are that are listening right now, you guys know this is where a lot of people f up, right? A lot of my own students reach out to me. So you have sixty days on phase two. If I ask you a question, uh, if you if you're somebody who who failed phase two, how many days did it take you to fail it? I bet you it wasn't sixty or fifty or forty or thirty or twenty. I bet you it was a week or less. Week. It was a week or less. I have people who message me in Discord. And I failed phase two. How long did it take you? Two days, three days, four days. You know what it is? It's excitement. People are so excited about passing that phase one that they think like, after I pass this phase, it's just gonna money's gonna start you know raining in somehow. Which is like is far from the truth, man. So phase two, yeah. you gotta really calm down at this point. You gotta chill. Phase two, once you get that login credential, don't even take a trade. Just for like, just chill out. Put it, put them into your phone or whatever. If you trade off your desktop, you know what I mean. Put login and wait for the best setup. You have sixty days. Like, why would you want to blow it at this point, right? So you have sixty days. Use the sixty days. Risk like maybe uh, 0.75% per trade. Use the 30, 40 days. Maybe buy another small challenge to play around with. Do not, And this is like a lot. And I asked, you know, Angelo and, and Nick, the, 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 the co-owners of the Funded Trader Program, you know, how many people uh, fail phase two when it was a lot. Like a, it's, it's a lot of people that are failing phase two, right? Um, so that's kind of like my strategy that I go for. Like I'll just go aggressive as hell on phase one. At this point, when I do challenges, I'm risking like 2% now, 2%. Sometimes if I if I, ha I have something called the A-plus setup, which I have in my community, if I see one of those, I'll go ahead and risk the whole 3% and just knock it out. Um, but uh, when it comes to real live funding, I use a, a trade copier and I batch my accounts up now so that one time when I lost 700K, it was all in like one week, right? It was boom, gone. I don't do that anymore because it's too stressful. If you or any of you guys that are trading live accounts, you know it's literally damn near impossible to keep them forever. I think I was one of the first four people, well, that's what, that's what I was told. I was one of the first four people to keep an FTMO account for 11 months. Uh, and I've kept a, 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 my, a, my Forex funds account for about a year. Uh, both of those I eventually blew. I've scaled my FTMO account up to 25% extra. Um, I've, I've kept accounts for six months, eight months, but eventually, you know, they do go. And so what I do now with my, my funding is I'll batch them up into 200K batches or 300K batches. I was doing 300K batches. I lost a 300K batch. That's why I'm down. I was at 1 million and I'm down, down now. At this point, I'm like batching them into 200K. So I'll have a trade copier, which is copying 100K accounts, two of them. And then I'll, I'll trade one one week. And then if, if it goes, if I make three, 4%, I'll take the payout. And I'll move to the next 200K. If that one blows up, it's okay because I have another another batch coming up. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm always like rotating them around. One of them is going to go. And it's so, so when one of them goes, I don't have to freak out or like, you know, like get that depressed feeling like, Shit, now I got to do this all over again. I just keep them go. I just keep rotating them. So if one batch blows up, I have another one going. But I'm not trying to like, if I could trade a million dollars together and make a bunch of money, right? But then I could also blow a million dollars, like a million in funding. I would rather trade less but have consistent income coming in because this is what I do. Like I need, the, this is where I make my money. So I just take, if I get to 6%, I take the payout. If I get to 5% and I'm not really feeling that, I'm not feeling the markets that much this uh, that week or that month, I'll take the money. 
Um, and that's why I think I've been very good at keeping consistent payouts. I think I have over like 10, 11 payouts that I've shown on YouTube. I've shown over 100K in prop firm payouts in 2021. I have a video where I show all of my prop firm payouts from 2021. It was $108,000 from last year. That's just from prop firms alone. Man, you giving us some gems, bro. <laughs> Listen, y'all just got a piece of his course right here live on the podcast. So definitely give him some thumbs up and drop some comments for him below. Definitely, definitely, definitely on that. So I got a question. Something else about trading here is for you, when you were learning, for you to get to this point where you're knocking out these challenges, you're a million plus in funding, you're losing it, you're still getting it back. For you to get to this point, was it more for you about the strategy or was it more trade management or was it a specific mentor, a specific coach? What was it for you to get to this point where you're so confident and you're so consistent being able to produce these amazing results? So I always say this. I think if you're as a trader, you need to find a You need to find a strategy that matches your personality. All right. You need to find a strategy that matches your personality. Not everybody can be a swing trader. I can't hold trades for hours or like I can't I can't hold them for days. I just can't do that, right? I can't sleep at night. I can't have a trade running at night if it's not at break even. I literally will wake up and can't go back to sleep. So, you know what I mean? Everybody has their own different personality. So, with me, I think it was a combination of um really so what what I did was I just kept buying courses. And uh, I put in a lot of work, man. I used to wake up at four in the morning and uh, study these courses and charts till eight till I started work. And then after work, I would take like an hour off and I would study till like 10. So I was at one point in 2020, man, I was um, I was uh, I was on the computer all, all the time. Like this is all I thought about. It's all I dreamed about. It's all I looked at. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep without, you know, thinking about this or studying something. So I was always investing. Like I didn't care how much a course cost. If I, so I bought, I bought out like all the courses, man. I bought like everything on fibs, support resistance, crypto trading. And I think what eventually happened, you know, I think what happened really with me was because I, I learned and every course that I bought, I gave my hundred percent to. It's not like I just watched it and, you know, ran away. I would give my hundred percent to that course. And I think what eventually started happening was I took of small things from every course and like you know what i mean uh like one course really taught me market structure really well one of the courses that i taught uh, uh took taught me it was a course on trading the one minute and five minute chart now i couldn't make money doing it some people can but it taught me the lower time frames right uh i took a course on fibs i don't use fibs anymore but at least i know them in the back of my head and how they work and things like that um and um I took a course on price action. I didn't really know much about price action in the end, but that's one of the key fundamentals in my strategy, right? Um, and then I took a course on supply and demand, which is basically what I trade now. And it, it came down to me in the end, kind of just like, and the last thing was intuition. I think that was like the breaking point for me. It's almost like, and I, I talk about this with traders in my podcast is like, you know, uh, eventually comes a time when you start seeing things almost like you kind of know your the, you see a setup and you already kind of know what's going to happen. Sometimes you kind of already like have this feeling like that's the one. I know what my A place A plus setup looks like, and if I see that and I'm taking a challenge, I will drop two three percent and it and that's pretty much how I pass these challenges. But um, yeah, I think it came from just doing so much. Um, man, I put a lot of time and effort into this shit, so I think eventually. Once I found something that matched my personality, which was supply and demand with price action, no indicators, and a little bit of my intuition, 
and eventually just finding patterns that I would see all the time. I, f- I realized that I can't, I can't be a buyer in the market. I always, um, I'm always shorting the market. So for me, for visually, like I can always see sells really well, and with buys, I do horrible. <clears throat> so there's like things like this that I, I just kind of put together. I had, I had confluences. Like I used the forex sentiment tool. Um, you know, I have a couple other confluences that I use. And I kind of just put them together, and over time, um, yeah, man, it's just uh, that's how my strategy sort of came. It wasn't one magic strategy. It wasn't like I bought a course and then boom, it happened. It was like me sm- taking small steps and putting in the effort, right? So when you're, if if somebody's watching this and you're f- trying to figure out if I if you should buy a course and if it, if you'll if it'll make you profitable, it won't make you profitable, but it will help you get to your final destination if you really want this bad enough right if you really want to make this as a career yeah go ahead buy that course learn from it it might be the last one you buy i bought one course and it was the last that you know there was a course that i bought that was the last course i bought because that was the last that was the last piece that was missing you know what i mean from my puzzle i pretty much had everything else down so i mean if you're looking if you're buying courses and you're looking for a strategy there's no perfect strategy you know you'll see all these youtube videos about it you're never going to find a perfect strategy. It's going to be literally hard work and dedication until it works. And you pretty much cannot put a timeline on it. It may take you one year. I've, pe- I've seen people become profitable in one year. And it may take you seven years. I don't know. I've, I know somebody who took seven years to become profitable. So you basically can't put a timeline on it. There's no perfect strategy. You're never going to find one. You're eventually just going to find something that works. It's going to be your edge in the market. And then it comes all down to risk management money management, psychology, controlling your emotions, and really just kind of having an edge every time you're trading, being able to control what you do and, and, and how, kind of how you move in the, in the, and kind of the, uh, the steps you take. Like if you can be like, I became really good at f- handling funding and because doing challenges. Like that's something I started like specializing in, I guess you could say. I became really good at that. You may become really good at you know managing small accounts, but eventually, you know, you have to kind of find your edge and really uh, stick to it and really just become disciplined over time, I guess.